Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. Now, guys, I know you've heard the news, right? We have announced officially the 2023 Nurse.org Icon Award winners. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely need to check it out. And we've had such an amazing response from this. I mean, like, really, like we put out a call for nominations in November and December of last year. We had over like hundreds of nurses nominated in the six categories, um, which, by the way, it was such a tough. I know it was a tough selection, but check this out. In January and February, we had over 7,500 nurses vote. So nurses, nominated nurses, and nurses voted for the nurses, and we heard you loud and clear. And we are so proud and so happy and so thrilled at our honorees and our winners for this year. And in fact, joining me on today's show, we have the 2023nurse.org icon nurse of the year, Dr. Jonathan Yamas joining us. So welcome to the show, Jonathan. My gosh, thank you so much for having me, Nurse Alice. That really means a lot to me. So I just have to ask, I guess I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but when you heard the news that you had been selected, I mean, it's one thing to like get nominated, like, oh, cool, like someone thought of me, I'm nominated, and then the voting started. But to actually get the announcement that, Dr. Yamas, you won, like, what was that moment like? Honestly, it was very surreal. I, I, I couldn't really wrap my mind around it. I mean, I know just how huge of an honor this is. And just to be nominated with so many wonderful individuals who are more than deserving of this award and to have been chosen for this, I, I don't take this lightly. And I'm very appreciative for all of the support and the people who, who voted for me. And again, like what I said initially, uh, when they asked me this, I, I do believe that this is not about me. It's really more about a celebration of all the nurses who came before me because they really set the stage and giving us the platform to be able to do what we do. And and so I, I really, you know, want to use this up as an opportunity to hopefully continue to elevate the nursing profession and and continue to to push and and to show that, you know, nurses, we all come in, in different, you know, sizes and different looks and and then welcome from different backgrounds. And at the end of the day though, what unifies us is our love and passion to care for others. Absolutely. Very well said. And guys, if you you haven't had the opportunity to go to the website and visit and learn more about Jonathan, I mean, we're going to le- talk more with him today, but he is a psychiatric nurse practitioner and a nurse leader, and he uses his platform to educate, inspire, and advocate the importance of mental health care by stressing the importance of collaboration, mutual trust, and cultural inclusivity with his patients. And in addition to doing that, his leadership roles include being the West Coast University Alumni Chapter President, where he helps empower future nurses 
to realize their full potential. And he's also an influential activist and is not only supporting, but promoting mental health initiatives within nursing and the healthcare sector. And Jonathan, we know that mental health is such, such a big issue. So um, you got your work cut out for you. And not only just the community, but like healthcare workers ourselves, like nursing, we need we need to fully embrace and acknowledge our mental health needs as well. So let me ask a few questions because I've, I've shared that, but I like, we like to always know a little bit more about our guests on the show. So like why nursing? And tell us a little bit about your journey to how you became a psychiatric nurse practitioner and the wonderful and amazing leader you are today. So that's a really good question, right? I mean, why nursing? And I think that question is something that a lot of us, for whatever reason, we have our own reasons as to why we pursued nursing. But for me, I guess it's as cliche as it sounded, it, re- it really was a calling for me on my end because coming out of high school, I actually wanted to pursue music. And music was something that has always been a huge passion of mine. I, I performed in the high school plays. I was part of musical theater. I was in the the men's chorus at my high school. And so that was something that really drove me. But, you know, coming from a Filipino background and having family members in the healthcare field, you know, I, I really did admire kind of like the selfless work that they put in. And so nursing was something that kind of piqued my interest. Initially, though, when I did start pursuing my nursing career, I, I didn't really have a great start. I actually kind of dropped out or I was actually kicked out of the nursing program because my GPA wasn't really where it needed to be because they, um, I guess at the time, I didn't really understand just how difficult and, and how much work you have to put it to, to become a nurse and just how heavy the science courses really are. So that was a wake up call. And, and I remember my college counselor told me that you, you should just quit and find another profession because you're not cut out to be a nurse. You don't have the grades, you don't have what it takes. So I, I would definitely recommend switching to a different major. And for someone hearing that, especially when you're 17, 18 years old, I, I could have gone either way. I could have just said like, you're right, you know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and pursue something else. But there was just something that was calling me to said like, you know what, you, you should just give it your best and, and see what happens. And so when I heard that news, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try my best action when I really apply myself. And if it doesn't work out, then I can, I can say with full certainty that uh, I have no regrets because I, I really give it my all. When I applied back to nursing school, I, I really chose to apply myself. And when I saw that, hey, I can actually do this, I can get good grades and I can really apply myself, that helped instill in me the confidence to keep going. And so surprisingly, when I graduated in 2013 with my bachelor's of science in nursing, you know, I graduated with 3.83 GPA, which was really astounding for me. My parents were super proud because I was always, I always considered myself an average student, but just giving me that confidence really helped propel me into hey, maybe this is where I'm meant to be. And then actually having the impact and taking care of patients and especially in the mental health field where there's a lot of stigma surrounding that. And um, especially during the time when I was working as a psych nurse during the 2014, 2015 um, years, um, it's still something that, especially for a male going into psych, a lot of people are saying like, you shouldn't go there. You should do something else. You should do ICU, ER and everything like that. But I really drew and I love the connection working with the people in psych because I felt like it was a great equalizer. It didn't matter how rich you were. It didn't matter where you came from. I mean, mental health really affects anyone and everyone. And so that to me was really something that I felt passionate about. And that's what propelled me to pursue obviously my graduate career and and to get my doctor of nursing practice and and now working as a clinician today. So it was really a calling. I've been very fortunate. My faith also has been something that has driven me into this. And I'm, I'm so thankful to my parents for instilling that in me at a young age. And so now just having a platform to be here and 
to continue to share what we do and the amazing work that nurses do each and every day, that to me is a great blessing. Oh my gosh, you just said a whole bunch. Guys, our nurse icon of the year was told that maybe you shouldn't do nursing. Yeah. Because of, you know, we listen, we all know how scientists are. I failed pathophysiology three times. It's no secret. You guys can probably read about on nurse.org. Like those sciences are hard. Okay. But, and wow. And, and thank you for your transparency and your honesty, because some people get embarrassed by, you know, those stories. There's such a pressure to like be a hundred percent to get the highest grades, valedictorian and all these things. Where really guys, at the end of the day, when you pass your NCLEX, are they going to ask you, what was your GPA? They're just going to ask you, are you licensed or not? But, you know, there are lots of hangups, lots of barriers. We can get discouraged very easily. Um, me, it was pathophysiology. I thought, like, listen here, if I don't pass it this third time, I like, that's a wrap. But even those other times when I failed the course, there's a piece of me. I feel like, am I am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Like, maybe I can't do this. But I found some inspiration to push forward. And Jonathan, it sounds like you did as well. You, I guess, excuse from the nursing program. Is that what happened because of the... Yeah, because my you know, GPA was low. Yeah, my GPA was just so low. I didn't qualify to actually, you know, move forward to the nursing program. So I had to kind of find other ways to kind of get there. And at that time, you know, West Coast University, where I graduated my undergraduate degree, you know, I really owe it to them because they gave me that second opportunity. They they saw something in me, they saw potential in me, and they said like, you know what, we'll give you a shot. And that was when I chose to apply myself. And because of them, you know, I'm, I'm here today, you know, becoming, you know, as a psychiatric nurse practitioner and becoming a, a licensed registered nurse. And so I really do appreciate them for, for giving me that second opportunity, because if it wasn't for them, then again, I wouldn't be here. Well, I'm glad you stuck to it because we need more nurses like you, like for so many different reasons. So for one, you know, you stuck to it. Nursing school is hard, guys. I know some of you guys are in it right now, but it's hard, right? And so to get through something that that speaks volumes about your tenacity, your um, dedication and ability to overcome obstacles and, you know, just even understand the nursing stuff, guys, just taking care of patients. That's hard stuff. Um, but also being a male in nursing, being a nurse of color. Now, Jonathan is Filipino. You guys, you know, I'm half Filipino too. So this is like my Filipino brother on the other line. Like we're family. And so in my in my family, a lot of my, so I'm on the Filipino side, they're either teachers or they're nurses. So it was all like for me also, there was kind of like some familial encouragement to, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to be a nurse? You're going to be a teacher? And so obviously I, I chose being a nurse. So, but it, it made my family proud. And just being a, a nurse of color and diversity, I think is also very critical in healthcare and especially within your specialty, you know, and guys, that's probably a whole nother topic about, you know, having a healthcare workforce that's representative of the people that we service, because so many people will say, I would prefer a provider who looks like me. And we can get to a whole variety of reasons of why, but just having that representation across the board, I think, Jonathan, you like we are so lucky to have you as our Nurse Icon Award winner. Um, you represent nursing, humanity in so many different ways, so many different faces. It's really great. And I think for people, you know, for the for the fellow nurses, healthcare professionals and aspiring nurses to see someone like yourself in such a position, you re representation matters. It really matters. So to see to see you in that position, I'm sure you're inspiring people along the way. Not I want to ask, psychiatric nurse practitioner, 
How has that changed your life? Because I know nursing, you know, we all go through nursing school, like we become, we learn so much, it helps develop us as an individual. But as a psychiatric nurse practitioner, you're responsible for a lot. And you are in a specialty that quite honestly is not well understood even by your own colleagues. So how has that changed your life? That's a good question. And and for me personally, it's changed my life in ways that I didn't think it ever would. I think first and foremost, it really helped ground me to the realization that we shouldn't take things for granted. Because again, mental health, especially mental illness, can affect us at times when we least expect it, especially to the people that we love. And I think for me, being able to come to that realization and understanding that nothing in this world is is final and that we shouldn't take things for granted, that has definitely changed my life, especially how I how I live my life in terms of my perspective on things. And it's also increased my empathy, I think, for a lot of people as well, um, understanding that just because someone is an alcoholic doesn't mean necessarily mean that, you know, that is something that they want to do, but there's something might be there underlying that maybe it's their environmental factors, maybe their socioeconomic factors, maybe it's past trauma, things that are happening behind the scenes that is you know, causing them to go through these difficult moments in their life. So having that increased empathy, having that increased patience and understanding and just kindness for these people, because again, it could happen to me, it could happen to you, it can happen to anyone. And I think especially in psychiatry, that is something that has really opened my eyes and, and really tapped into a vulnerability, but a side in me that I feel, I hope all nurses we can continue to emulate in our profession. Now, I'm sure other people have heard this, but, you know, they always ask, what specialty do you want to go to? They're like, oh, I see you, ER, med surge. And then she's like, oh, psych. But then I remember I had a psych instructor and she was like, psych is everywhere. So get ready. Even if you want to go labor delivery, there's going to be psych there. Go to pediatrics, going to be psych there. Everywhere is psych. And I'm a family nurse practitioner in the emergency room. And we, I see people come in in crisis. And while I can manage some things, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you to come help and consult and help manage this patient, quite honestly. And there's not enough. There's there's not enough psychiatric nurse practitioners. Do you know why that might be? Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons as to why that could be. Uh, again, a lot of it might be the stigma, again, with how psych is portrayed in the media and, and how people think of what a psych patient looks like based off what they see. But at the end of the day, what, what's um, promising is that I, I have seen a kind of a, a shift now in terms of more nurses going back to school, wanting to pursue psych, because I think they realize that, that there is such a need for providers, especially in low-income areas, places where the access to mental health care is not the greatest. So that's promising there. But you're right. There, as of right now, there's just not many of us. And there's a lot more, especially psychiatrists out there who are retiring and everything like that. So there's definitely going to be uh, more of a need for a psych and peace in the future. I definitely think so because, guys, in the emergency room, I'm seeing someone's crisis. Usually, this is something we're just having to manage them so they're safe and everyone around them is safe. But then once we do that and we've kind of somewhat stabilized them medically, like there's still that whole mental health, like I've not even touched that, guys. I've just not. I got blood pressure, I got good oxygenation, nothing's broken. Right. They're not no stroke, no infection. Okay, so to me, like that's clearance, but it's not true clearance. There is such a gap and such a need for psychiatric services. I can't even begin to tell you how much of a disservice I sometimes feel when we're we're either holding people for days, quite honestly, in the emergency room while we're waiting for either a pet team or transfer to another facility or 
maybe they're okay enough to go home, but there's still a gap in services. It, it really doesn't feel good. So, you know, if y'all are listening and you guys are interested in becoming a, a psych nurse or psychiatric nurse practitioner, listen, look at our icon nurse of the year. Okay. Great example. We definitely need more, more of him in the world. We definitely do. And besides, when it comes to making appointments, I've heard patients having to wait for such long periods of time before they can make an appointment to see a psychiatrist or a psych nurse practitioner, like literally can be like months. Now, thankfully, now we've started to incorporate telehealth. So a little more available, but still not enough. Now, Jonathan, so as a male in a predominantly female profession, what has that been like for you? The ups, the downs, the good, the ugly, the bad, we want to know because we only can do better when we know better. So what has that been like for you? So during the start of my nursing career, it's still, it was still looked down upon, I think, especially during the early parts around like the 2013, 2011, around that time still, because um, I think during that time, again, social media drives a lot of the narrative, right, in terms of how nurses are perceived. And so typically when you are a male trying to go into a mostly a female-driven profession, they question you as to why nursing, why not become a, a medical doctor, why not a PA or something like that, right? But I think for all of the male nurses who are out there right now who are working in our profession, um, they can honestly tell you that it was a choice. This was something that they felt driven to do. I think nursing as a profession is unique in a sense where our approach to care is just different, right? Because we look at things holistically. We really try to take in the whole person concept and we try not to view them simply as a diagnosis, but as who they are and where they came from and in what they believe in. Because all of those cultural considerations, I feel really drives the patient care collaboration and as well as the success of the treatment. So as, as a male in the nursing profession, thankfully, I was well embraced by my female colleagues. Um, I didn't have any issues there. But actually, in terms of um, any of the downs, it's actually sometimes in nursing school, it's the males that are kind of maybe a little bit hostile sometimes towards the other males just because of maybe they feel like there's a little bit more competition there since there's less of them and there maybe there's more eyes on them. So that was a bit of somewhat of a struggle for me um, in regards to that. But um, in terms of, I guess, where I am now, I think males now are, are, are well embraced and they're well accepted. And I think it's promising now too, because I believe there was a study in 2021 where the, the average, I think the percentage of males in the profession now has increased to about 13, I think, percent which has increased from, I think, 7% how many years ago. So it's, it's, it's really nice to know that males are now actually wanting to go into nursing. And I think they realize that there's a lot of opportunities in nursing, such as becoming a nurse practitioner or um, an advanced practice nurse, whatever the case may be. So um, I, I, I don't think people are looking at now as a sort of like gender issue, but looking at more like, hey, nursing is a, is a great profession with a lot of opportunities. I think there are tons of opportunities for males in the nursing profession. And and let me just speak to the, also to the to the ladies that are listening too. We need more males in the profession because I, it's, it's that diversity in thinking approach. You know, I know they say, what is it? Women are from Venus, men are from Mars. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't read the book. I just heard the title, guys. But I'm just saying, we all approach, our, we may all approach our care a little bit differently. And some of that might be based on how we were raised, considering our gender and those type of things. All I'm saying is it's important to have a diverse workforce. It is so important. That way we can look at situations, patients, cases from a different lens, because what I may perceive 
uh, coming to the table might be different from what Jonathan does. And then collectively together, we can collaborate and come up with so much wonderful ideas, a more efficient approach and something that this is something that patients deserve. Just like as much as, and I'll say this, you guys know half Filipino, half black. So I have, I kind of have the best of both worlds and the experience and I understand the stereotypes, the fears, the barriers historically and all of those things. So I bring that to the table. So when we're brainstorming ideas, I will look at things from a different lens and from this perspective. And I think having more men in nursing also helps that, you know, helps that as well. I think that's really great. And if you're giving any male nurses a hard time, you stop it. You just stop it right now. That's not right because we need each other. Okay. We need each other. Be nice to each other. And Jonathan, so there's icon of the year award. I know you're very humble. You're very honorable and very deserving of it. That I do want you to know. And I'm pretty sure that people are listening to this podcast. They're looking at you online. They're, you know, they're looking at your story and how you became a nurse and all of these things. And they're probably very inspired by you. So if you had any advice uh, to give a prospective nursing student before starting nursing school, whether pre-licensure or nurse practitioner school, what advice would you give them? There's this really interesting quote I just came upon yesterday and it said, there's no such thing as the right time, just time and what you do with it. And I think that to me really speaks volumes because I think for certain people out there, they always think, oh, now it's not the right time for me to go to school. Oh, I, I'll just push it back. I'll push it back because I have this and I have that. But if, if there are other people who are on the fence and they're considering on about wanting to pursue nursing, I think now's the best time to do it. I think right now, especially given the weight of the world and how things are going, we definitely need more people who want to dedicate their lives in, in helping make the world a better place and to help you know, continue to inspire and empower others to be the best versions of themselves. And 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 to me, being a nurse icon, again, it's, it's such a huge honor and it's not a, a title that I hold lightly. I, I do understand that um, I do represent the nursing profession as a whole and, and especially as a male and as a person of color. Uh, hopefully when people see me or people look at me, they can see a bit of themselves in me and understand that, hey, nursing is for everyone and, uh, you know, nursing welcomes everyone as well. And so if you're out there and you're interested in nursing, I hope you can look at me and understand that it doesn't matter, you know, how many times you've fallen or how many times people have tried to tell you you can't do something. If if you feel strongly that this is where you're meant to be and this is what you're passionate about and this is where you feel is your purpose in this world, then you have everything that you need to be successful. I think that's very important, guys. You've heard it from Jonathan himself. He's talked about his challenges, not passing in nursing school, getting back up, getting back up on that horse, and now doctorate prepared, advanced practice nurse, nurse practitioners. He's writing prescriptions, y'all. I mean, like, he's a boss, okay? I, I mean, really, li- I mean, literally. And he has a, a, a terminal nursing degree, a provider, has overcome so much. And listen to him. He's still so excited and refreshed, like it's his first day of nursing even though I'm sure he's been burnt out and had his days where he's like, we've all had them. Like, is this what I really want to do? But still the love of, for what he does shines brightly through the words that he shares some very inspiring words. And I can see why you are our 2023 nurse icon leader of the year. So thank you so much, Jonathan. You are so deserving. We are so excited to have met you. We're going to keep our eyes on you. And listen, we'll probably have to bring him back for a couple of things. Oh, and I'm going to be seeing him in Boston. Woo-woo. 
Yeah. So for those of you who may not know, nurse.org does an event with the Boston Red Sox every year. It's like the nurses night for baseball. It's amazing. The whole stadium is like full of nurses. We're networking. We're having fun. We're celebrating each other. There are fun, cool giveaways. Some that Jonathan's going to be getting, but I can't tell him yet. It's a surprise. Uh, but yeah, so um, stay tuned for our selfie because we are going to be taking a selfie. We'll be on the gram um, taking pictures and celebrating. So join us if you can in Boston. I think it's what, May 16th? We'll be in Boston. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. See, look at all the goodies you get when you become Nurse Icon Award. You get on the website, you're on the social channels, you're on the podcast. You get mo- There's a monetary award, there's a plaque. And like, listen, just the, the title itself, that is something to put on the resume, guys. Something to put on your resume and on the annual evaluation. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. We will definitely be in touch and bring our Nurse Icon back to chat with us probably a little bit later. And you know what? We got to learn more about some psychiatric stuff. So I'm sure there's plenty to talk about. But thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. Is there anything else that's going on that we can support you that you want us to know about? I mean, the platform's yours, Jonathan. Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you again so much, Mary Alice, for having me and for just giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about who I am and my story and, and again, what I do um, in terms of being a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So if anyone is interested in learning more, you know, you can follow me on my Instagram at Dr. Jonathan V. Yamis. I'm, I'm pretty active on there and I love just connecting with with everyone and, and getting to know you guys. And if there's any way that I can help you, feel free to reach out. Look at that. He's offered to be a mentor. That was that in a, AKA I'll be your mentor. I don't know if he has the time, but just slide in those DMs, guys. I'm pretty sure we love helping people, right? I mean, like I wish that I had, well, social media really, when I was going to school, we really Maybe I age myself by saying that, but yeah, so you literally had to go somewhere like a, a professional nursing meeting, like my AACN meeting to meet a mentor. Now, slide into the DMs. You have a, a, a nurse icon, award leader, mentor, everything at your disposal just with the, just getting on your phone. How, isn't life grand? But thanks so much, Jonathan. Appreciate you. And we appreciate nurse.org. Thank you so much. If you haven't already, Make sure to visit nurse.org. Tons of great information, profession, practice, nursing school, education, finances, policy, everything that's going on in the nursing community that can impact us. It's there. So make sure to visit them and follow them on social. Also, if you have any questions or comments for myself or for Jonathan, you can email me at nursealice at nurse.org. I'll make sure he gets the message. And as well, you can text us or send us a voicemail at 725 725- 9109676 would love to hear your thoughts or comments or maybe you have an idea or a suggestion for another podcast or maybe you'd like to be a guest. I won't know if you don't reach out and make sure to share this podcast episode with your classmate, your friend, your coworker, your manager, your unit practice council chair, anyone and everyone cuz we're this is really about building community, you know, learning through stories, learning through one another, networking, meeting people like listen you might see Jonathan at a nursing conference and he's like, hey, Jonathan, I'd... like you got like, you know him, you know him, but you don't know him. But, you know, it's great to meet our our peers and colleagues outside of our hospital. And of course, guys, I'm Nurse Alice. I love chatting with you guys all the time. This is what I do. Until next time, guys, make good choices, be kind to one another and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.